the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's Thursday night. It's 9 p.m. Pacific time. And you know what that means. That means that I am here in the studio right at, here at AM 1170, The Answer. Sharing this hour with me is none other than DJ Maple Bar, Todd James. Hey, baby. Hey. All right, and also sharing this hour with me, as usual, every Thursday night. Hopefully, she'll be sharing the actual booth with me, not just the hour really soon. And that's my gal, the sharpest chick in the Midwest, none other than the legal libertarian analyst of the show, Alicia Dern. Hey, Andrea. Hey, how are you? You just coming back from a couple days of AK, right? I am. We went uh, canoeing uh, and camping over the last couple of days. Okay, did, wait, I, maybe I need to clean the wax out. Did you say you went canoeing and camping? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love the outdoors, believe it or not. But I'll tell you, the very first thing that happened is that Simon, he was driving the canoe. He ran us into a log and launched me out of the canoe. <laughs> <laughs> that, reminds me of that, that reminds me of that Seth, Meyer, Seth Meyers movie. Up the, was that Up the Creek? Without a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> was Fitzroy with you guys? He was. He was in the canoe with us, and he, when I got uh, thrown into the river, he jumped out to come rescue me. <laughs> okay, now see, people, this is why I have been saying my entire life. Andrea Kay can rough it, but Andrea Kay won't rough it, okay? There's absolutely no reason for Andrea Kay to ever be camping or ever. My idea of enjoying the great outdoors, okay, is to be sitting on a beach, on a chaise, with some hot-looking Latino man bringing me a cold one, okay? That's my idea of roughing it outdoors. Okay. Uh, that sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. All right. Well, join me next time. All right. Um, enough about vacay. See, I've actually got vacation on the mind because I'm going to be spending a little time this weekend planning a little getaway. It's been about a year since I took a little beach vacation. It was actually to Puerto Vallarta last summer, so it's been too long. Um, want to get right into it? You know, I I guess we're just ahead of our ahead of everybody, Alicia here on the Andrea K Show because a while back I did a whole show and I think you were on the show with me in which I talked about uh, the TPA and the TPP. And at the time that I did the show, there was a lot of people that were like, "Why are you spending time talking about this trade deal? It's so boring. There's so no there there. It's not sexy. It's not interesting. You know, nobody's getting their head chopped off. You know, people don't want to talk about business and economics a whole lot, Alicia. They don't want to talk about 
about this kind of stuff. You know, now, of course, they say that everybody votes according to their pocketbook. Um, and so, you know, people tend to think in terms of economics when they go to the polls and they vote. But things like trade deals like this tend to be the kind of thing that most Americans don't pay attention to. But I was really concerned. Um, somebody asked me to actually report on it. It wasn't even on my radar. And then I got inside of it and I started getting really concerned with what I saw. And it really ties into what I've been talking about. I want to revisit it <clears throat> because it ties into what I was talking about last week in which the biggest issue we face as a nation is the border crisis that we're in. And we face a border crisis on a variety of different fronts. We face a physical border crisis on our southern borders where we've where it's just open to anybody coming across, bringing in disease, poverty, etc. We face a border crisis in terms of immigration with people coming here on visas and coming in through our airports. But we also face a border crisis in the virtual realm of areas like economics. We face a border crisis where we have our national sovereignty, in particularly in regards to economics, being given away by our government. And, you know, um, a lot of people were against NAFTA when it happened, but then they, you know, they felt the pinch in NAFTA afterwards. But I guess it wasn't so bad that when this latest, you know, trade deal started surfacing, people really weren't that hysterical about it. But I want to revisit it again tonight because the vote is going down. Uh, right now on it. And there's a lot of confusion, even amongst conservatives and Republicans and people who typically pay attention to this kind of thing. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. A few different ways to be a part of the show. Uh, listening here, of course. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K 5 Friend me on Facebook. That's where you'll also find uh, Alicia Dern. She's also on Facebook and Twitter. Um, TPA and TPP are two separate things, but they're really part of one big issue. Okay, what is TPA? It's the TransPAC Authority, also known as FASTPAC. Now, what is FASTPAC? Fast Track, excuse me. It is. Um, it basically represents the treaty to Congress. Um, it, it's it's the authority that Congress is giving to the president to go and negotiate on behalf of the United States. And what it really does is it hands over to the president of the United States full negotiating power. And what that means is, is it's handing over to the executive branch the duties that which would be handled by Congress, because it's Cong- we have three co-equal branches of government. And one of the reasons why the American people gave a majority of the Republican Party in November was because they saw an overreaching executive doing things like granting amnesty where we saw floods of illegals coming across what the border. And <clears throat> so we've got this fast track that's already been voted on. And the TPA, the fast track, gives all the negotiating. Why is this a problem? Because it gives all the negotiating power to Obama. And there's some people coming out and saying, well, you know, it's the TPP that's bad and the TPA is good. We need trade. What it means is President Obama is being granted the power to legislate, which is not his branch's role. Yes, ultimately, Congress will get a vote in the end. But without the ability to amend what Obama has created, what's the point? Basically, then they're just once again giving President Obama a rubber stamp approval for his economic agenda. And. If you've got this TPP, so the TPA gives President Obama full negotiating power to to basically legislate on behalf because, you know, economic policy is legislation. It gives him the, the authority to go and 
negotiate on behalf of Congress. What's going to happen then is he's going to come back with a TPP that's already been written by way, by the way, that's another misnomer. A lot of people say that it's only the TPA, only the fast track that's been voted on, and there's no, no actual trade agreement that's been drafted. That's not true. There's six to 800 pages right now under lock and key that are secret that you have to be given granted special access to go down and read. It's not being made available to the public. There's, we're going to get into what's in the TPP in a minute. But what's going to happen now is with the TPA giving President Obama full negotiating authority to go and, and, and legislate on behalf of America, <clears throat> it will come back to Congress. We're being told, don't worry about it. We're getting, Congress will be given an, an, an opportunity to vote. But it's going to be just like Obamacare, 800 pages that nobody's read. They don't even know what they're voting on. And they're being pressured to death by people like Paul Ryan to vote for something that they haven't even had a chance to read. And if you think about that, you got you to ask yourself, we know that we have a Marxist president, one with an abysmal economic record that everybody's acknowledged. So that's who you're giving trade negotiation powers to? Somebody who's a Marxist? Somebody who's already driven us down the road to economic ruin? And worse, okay, so then, in, you, then you bring t- uh, Ted Cruz into the picture. Ted Cruz... Is so many of us put so much heart into Ted Cruz because he was one of the one of the leaders for the Republican Party who was supposedly supposedly a, a strict constitutionalist, somebody who advocates for limited government, advocates for restricting the powers of the president, coming out and saying, trying to tell the American people that this TPA and the TPP are you know a great deal uh, for the American people, and part of his argument is that. We have to have a fast track to the president because foreign nations will not negotiate with the president if they know that the president then has to bring this trade deal back to Congress and have them review it. And so my question is, that's your argument? Well, I don't care whether or not some other foreign government likes the way our structure works and likes the way that our government works. Too dang bad. We are supposed to be the world's superpower. Why are we now arguing? Why do we have Ted Cruz, somebody who's running for president of the United States, somebody who's supposed to be one of the head of the Republican Party, that we're supposed to be about limited government, we're supposed to be about co-equal branches. Why is he now arguing that other foreign nations... And if you look at who's involved with this TPP, why in the world is he arguing that those nations should have any right to dictate the terms to us and how our legislation goes down? And then even worse is his argument about that most of them haven't even read. Most of of his fellow Congress people haven't even read it. He's even admitted himself that, yes, he went down and he read the six to eight hundred pages of the TPP, but he said that he didn't even read it very closely. So now... We've got an Obamacare. That's why it's being called Obama trade. It gets even worse with Ted Cruz, though. He then goes on to say that, hey, this TPA thing, given the fast track authority to the president, this is what's been going on for 85 years. Well, you know what? Gee, OK, you know, I guess that's the mindset now that let's just continue down the same failed path. I mean, is that really what, what we need now? We need more Republicans who come out to say, well, this is just the way we've always done it. So we're just going to continue on with the status quo. Don't we really need a GOP to have a mindset of saying, look, we're trillions of dollars in debt. We've got no jobs here in this country. Maybe the maybe we need to look at the issues for why people are struggling here, why we don't have jobs. It's over taxation and over regulation instead of trying to shove some trade secret trade deal down the throats of the American people. And then it gets even worse. I want you to hear what Ted Cruz went on to say about the TPA. TPA is six-year legislation. Now, a lot of people have said the question you just asked, 
why on earth would you vote to give Barack Obama any more power? And why would you trust Barack Obama? Now, let me be clear. I don't trust Barack Obama at all. But Obama is going to be in office for just 19 more months. Trade promotion authority was six-year legislation. If we want the next president, who I hope is a Republican, and frankly, who I hope is me, to have fast-track authority, the only chance to get it was now, because the Democrats would vote on a straight party-line vote to prevent any Republican from having it. Now, see, that's where Ted Cruz's slip started showing out from under his hem. Because I've been saying for a long time, why is it that when the American people gave the Republican Party the majority in November because they didn't like amnesty, they, they didn't like the overreach that was going on from President Obama, and they gave the majority specifically to the Republican Party to stop it, and they haven't done it. And I said then, it's because the Republican Party is no longer about against power. They're not, they're not ag- against a tyrannical government in D.C. They just want the power for themselves. And if you listen to Ted Cruz, that's exactly what he was saying right there. And worse, he's banking. He's banking that the Republican is going to take the presidency in 2016, and they're going to have the same kind of power that President Obama has right now. And that's a really big gamble to be taken with the American people. And let me tell you, right there, he lost me. I am no longer in any support for Ted Cruz. And for those of you out there who are thinking, well, he's for the TPA, but he's against the TPP, he goes on to say, and we're going to take a break in a minute. When we come back, Alicia and I are going to get inside what's in this TPP. But he goes on to say that he really wishes Obama was a little bit more forthcoming with the six to 800 pages that are in the TPP because he's read it. And it's really nothing to be scared of. It's just standard language that's in all trade deals. And that, Ted Cruz, is a lie. We're going to talk about what's inside this TPP. We're also going to talk about the lie and the ruse that Ted Cruz and Paul Ryan have been perpetrating on the American people in regards to the TPP when we come back. Don't change that dial. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. Saying, I don't know, is no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170, The Answer. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, La Vida specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVidaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. Warning, the federal solar tax incentive goes away next year. Energy isn't getting any cheaper, and month after month, your power bill gives you a headache. Solar can chase your power bill headaches away. Go solar your way right now with white glove treatment from Direct Energy Solar. The solar rush is on. Wait too long and you'll miss out on your 30% federal tax credit. That's thousands of dollars in your pocket. Plus, choose Direct Energy Solar by June 15th and claim our best exclusive offers yet, including a $1,500 rebate straight from 
from Direct Energy Solar. Plus, we guarantee your system will be installed before the summer sunshine ends or you get a $500 rebate. And ask about zero out-of-pocket financing. Direct Energy Solar handles every detail with a fully customized installation. How big will your bill be this summer? With solar, your AC can run on the sun. Beat next year's mad rush to solar. Call Direct Energy Solar now and learn more. 800-456-1170. Not available in all areas. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen AM 1170, The Answer. Everywhere you go on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. We're not ready to say bye-bye, Miss American Pie. We're not ready to say goodbye to America as we know it. Are we, Alicia? No, of course not. No, we're not. But, you know, um, this TPP... This, the way it's going down, this TPA and the TPP, this ain't good for America. How in the world could anybody think that the Marxist-in-chief president that we have, who doesn't know the – that, that dude probably has never even balanced a checkbook. He certainly doesn't know anything about economics. He's driven us into the ground, raising debt, raising entitlements, doing everything he can to drive us in the ground economically. And somehow that dude's going to be the guy to go out and negotiate a decent trade deal for us. And let's talk a little bit about what's in it. First of all, I want to I want to address um, the genius that's going on out there in Facebook um, about the TPA. Yeah, I know that there are some people, including Paul Ryan, that want to say that the TPA is somehow bringing some sunshine to this. But how in the world could it be bringing sunshine to this, Timothy Shea, when um, we still have the TPP agreement locked away that nobody's allowed to see? And even Paul Ryan himself is doing a Pelosi saying, we got to pass this thing before anybody's allowed to see it. You know, really? Is that really what the GOP what the platform of limited government and power to the people and the individual is that really what this party is supposed to be about no and it doesn't really bring any sunshine how could it bring sunshine in fact alicia i don't know if you're aware of the ruse that's gone down but one of the let's talk a little bit about what's in the tpp and alicia i want to get your libertarian perspective on this because i talked uh-huh. last week about some of the candidates and you can tell really how good of a deal this is for the american people if you really know who's for it and who's against it who was against this tpa and tpp deal donald trump who do i trust a little bit more with economics um president obama or donald trump i'm going to say donald trump is who <laughs> i'm going to trust a little bit more with business okay and when it comes to protecting uh, uh, um uh, in terms of limited government who am I going to trust a little bit more on that? Probably Rand Paul than I am President Obama. And who is against this? Rand Paul. Who also is against the TPA and the TPP deal? Who I trust a little bit more when it comes to business? Carly Fiorina. You look at Paul Ryan, who was a big, uh, who was a big amnesty guy and is a big government guy. And that's who's behind this. What are your thoughts so far about this before I get into some of the details of what's involved in this TPP? Well, I think you can tell. Uh, I, I think the Republican Party is going to sell the American people out on us. Um, you can tell what's going on here, that this is a bad deal by the amount of pork barrel trading that's going on uh, in order to buy the Republican vote. 
And so there's uh, a bunch of pet uh, projects and, um, you know, certain things for each senator who wants to vote for it or each congressman who wants to vote for it that's being added in to the bill by whatever Republicans then decide to sign on. And so when you start seeing a bill that looks like a Christmas tree, you've got to know that it is not good for the American people. So I just think that this is a just absolute proof that the Republican Party is willing to sell the American people out uh, and do something that's bad for us in order to be good for them. Right. And let's talk about some of the highlights that's involved here. And this is why, and I reported on a little bit of this last week um, from Jeff Sessions, because he had written a letter to Paul Ryan and to President Obama about the situation. One of the one of the key things that people need to understand, and you as a libertarian and an attorney, I think we've talked about this in the past, is that this creates an international commission. This sells our country away our economic sovereignty this is a this is where the border crisis gets into this because the sultan of brunei will have the same vote as the president of the united states we are supposed to have our own free market system here that is based on our constitution you want to set up trade deals fine but but a proper trade deal is one in which you're dealing with countries that have kind of a similar scheme going on a similar government system but first and foremost the only law that is supposed to be sacrosanct that is supposed to drive every aspect of our society is our u.s constitution and our u.s constitution does not allow for tribunals and other court systems to take precedence over us as citizens and any republican who gets behind this at all is not is is not representing what the Republican platform is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about the U.S. Constitution and limited government. It is supposed to be about protecting our nation's sovereignty economically and every other way. Correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's really important for us to keep our sovereignty and our power local. The the more we give it away, the more we're giving away uh, power to other parties who have financial interests and economic interests and evil power interests that are not uh, can do you know in line with our own and our own values. Yeah, so, yeah, and it's really convincing. Abs- absolutely. And here's one other thing that got leaked out. That's an aspect of the TPP that has to do with the border crisis and has to do with the fact that the Republican Party is selling us down the river and giving Obama what he wants, in spite of the fact that the American people in November said they wanted the, the Republican Party to push back against the overreach of the executive branch, in particular with amnesty. And what is included in this TPP? And the Republican Party has been trying to uh, pull a pull the wool over our eyes. Paul Ryan and Ted Cruz both are trying to deny that immigration powers expanded powers to President Obama to negotiate immigration law on behalf of the United States is in this TPP. And that is and there's never supposed to be immigration law ever included in a trade deal. And it is included. And Paul Ryan is, and Ted Cruz have b- both came up with a ruse to try to lie and say that they had some amendment that was going to go against and take the immigration laws out. And it's very convoluted what they did. I can go into it, but but quite frankly, I don't, you know, you guys can read it. Breitbart covers this quite extensively. Um, Steve Kim came back to Paul Ryan and said, I don't like this immigration crap that's in there. So they came up with this amendment that supposedly takes it out, but it actually doesn't take it out because the amendment doesn't have anything to do with TPA, doesn't have anything to do with TPP. It's a completely separate set of piece of legislation that has to be approved by the House. It has to be approved by the Senate, then has to be signed off on by President Obama, as though President Obama is going to down the road, sign some amendment to take away the the powers that he himself has, has given himself for amnesty. 
travesty. It is a lie that is being perpetrated on the American people by Ted Cruz and Paul Ryan to try to fool the American people into thinking that they did not give further immigration negotiation powers to President Obama, and they did. Ted Cruz, you were dead to me. That's my thought. Any thoughts? <laughs> anything you want to add to that, Alicia? Well, I mean, I, I, that's how I feel about the Republicans in general. I feel like this is, you know, to, to make the argument of, well, we've been doing it this way for 75 years or whatever. I'm like, but our government has been selling our sovereignty and bloating itself and spending all of our money now for the better part of the 20th century. That is not a model we should be following. Exactly. So, oh, gee, we've done this for 85 years, so let's continue down this path. Well, maybe this, maybe 85 years of this is why we're $17 trillion in debt and why we've got, why we've got Social Security payments that we can't pay down the road right. while we're continuing right. to increase right. entitlements, while we've got the lowest job participation rate in the nation's history. Right. It's that progressive attitude of like, oh, you know, even the word progressive kind of bugs me because we're not progressing, <laughs> progressing, we're regressing into a government that is uh, a, not for the people. And, you know, giving away our sovereignty in a trade deal so that a bunch of politicians can have, if they could um, give away economic benefits to their friends and they can earn money in order to, you know, keep getting reelected, that's just not... That's just the bad side of democracy. That's not what's good for the American people. So it's it's just disgusting, but I think it happens a lot, and it's just unfortunate that we're going to see this happen in such a major way. Well, there's a lot of people, a lot of Americans are waking up to this, uh, Alicia, and um, they're pushing back and they're calling. I think that, you know, it's not too late. It's not too late to go to... uh, govtrack.us and find the phone number for your congress congressman in your area in your district and start putting some pressure on them they start listening to the american people and they just might back down on this and um you know I, at the very least you know why not try i'm going to be getting on the phone i know I, in fact i got govtrack.us from one of the listeners um, uh, of the Andrea K. Show, and I'm going to be making some phone calls myself tomorrow. We need to rise up and say that this is this is not good for America. You're a business owner, Alicia. You really uh-huh. want you really want you know to to have some tribunal somewhere dictating your business? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I already know. As a, I can tell you, as a trial attorney, that arbitration a lot of times is a farce. And so when I feel that way about arbitration, I'm going to feel that way even more so about tribunal that is not uh, based of people who are locally based people. I mean, we have a jury of our peer system for a reason. It's a good system. Right. And this also affects, you know, right now there was a big story last week about Disney, how they laid off, I don't know how many thousands of people and, and filled them with these temporary worker visa, um, you know, foreigners from other lands. And it saves them money. That's a key aspect in TPP. You know, so what this is about, like I talked about, but I'm going to take a break and we come back. We're going to shift gears and, and, and talk about some some latest updates and things that are going on in Baltimore. Um, but, you know, it's it's. This this border crisis we have is importing poverty. It's importing disease. It's leaking out everything good about America. And it's basically, oh, yeah, you know, it's the redistribution of mediocrity around the globe. We need to be preserving 
America's greatness. Because when America is great, then we're able to be the greatest force for good around the nation. But Obama has been, from the very minute that he took office, he's been about wanting to economically and militarily neuter us around the world. And the GOP is going forward and and letting him have his way. And it's practically psychotic how they seem to think that this is somehow trying to sell it to us, is that this is somehow good for the American people. So it's almost, you know, from Obama's perspective and what he wants to do, he has been successful as a president. It's just that it's been at all. The rest of our expense. Exactly. Oh, yeah. He's accomplished what he wants. You know, it's just not good for America. Um, What is good for America is if they stay tuned to us, Alicia. And we're going to take a break and we're going to pick this up. Like I said, we're going to I'm going to ask Alicia about what's going on with that Mosby gal in Baltimore. I'm wondering where she got that comma J.D. of hers. I don't know if she got it from Target or Kmart. Where the heck she got that? (laughs) Cracker Jack box. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're listening to The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. AM1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM1170theanswer. The Answer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. AM 1170, The Answer, now has your answers for professional services you can trust. Introducing the Pro Center, where you can connect with the AM 1170, The Answer community for services like new windows, artificial turf and pavers, going solar, and more. You'll find quality providers like American Vision Windows, revolutionizing the home improvement industry one customer at a time. American Vision Windows, California's number one window replacement company. For more answers, click on the Pro Center link at am1170theanswer.com. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Who has getting all fired up? We still got some disagreements going on about this TPA and TPP deal going on out there. One of my smartest friends I have out there is disappointing me because he's continuing to try to tell me that this TPA thing is a good deal. I, you know, I'm going to I'm going to continue to review this. I'm going to keep my mind open because I'd really like to think that it's a better deal than what I suspect. But I'm having a hard time um, understanding why anybody would think that given President Obama carte blanche to go and negotiate, you know, trade deals on behalf of the American people, uh, given his track record, given what his agenda is, given the fact that he is being given uh, legislative powers. And just because it's been done that way for 85 years just doesn't even make sense to me, Alicia. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like yeah. I said, the more the more pork barrel you see in a bill, the more obvious it is to me that it's a bad deal for the American people. Right. Um, Marilyn Mosby. 
Now, for those of you yeah. who, who aren't familiar with that with that name, that is the state attorney in Baltimore who could not wait to get to the microphone and stand there for a good hour and tell everybody about how why she was you know charging uh, six uh, police officers with depraved murder and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, she's she made a name for herself that day. Now she's kind of making a name for herself by being you know somebody. I mean, she she's kind of making Elle Woods from Legally Blonde look like a genius. Yeah. What's the latest with her? So she has filed for a gag order. I know we talked about that a little last week. And what she's trying to do is get uh, evidence um, in the case kept silent and keep the media out of it, as well as the Baltimore Police Department from uh, obtaining it. And so she filed a motion for a gag order, which courts take pretty seriously because they also care about the First Amendment, typically. Um, But she filed it uh, in the circuit court, which is where the case goes after the indictment, uh, before the indictment, it's in, it's in a lower jurisdictional court called the Superior Court in Maryland. Um, so it goes up to the circuit court, but she filed the motion before the indictment had even come down. So the motion was prematurely filed. There was no standing. It's a jurisdictional issue. And the judge used that as a reason to strike or throw out the motion. So she can still request a gag order. But in the meantime, uh, it has been denied, and the judge kind of hit her, hit her down a little bit uh, mm-hmm. for the procedural error, and she looked kind of dumb. Kind of dumb? No, not to. You know, it's it, seriously, you know, how arrogant is that to file motions in a case before an indictment has even been given? I mean, she was so sure she was going to get her indictment. And, and you know what? Most prosecutors do get their indictments, but. You know, all she had to do was wait a week. Well, yeah, but you know what? I mean, I don't know how much of it is just incompetence on her part or just her ideology showing through and just really, you know, trying to control the narrative so much. It just clearly shows the agenda. She's trying to to control it. You know, she probably had junior people doing it, but I I think, um, you know, she wasn't thinking about the some of the more technical legal aspects, all she's doing is she's champing at the bit. She got out there, got to the mar- to the microphone first, and now she's champing at the bit to stop anybody else from talking about it. Yeah. So she has control of the narrative. And, I, you know, as I said before last week, this is not just about her political ambitions, which obviously she has. Right. I mean, she's an elected official. Oh, she's hoping she's going to be nominated to the Supreme someday. And if she continues doing the bidding like she is, she's got a good shot at it. Anyway. Maybe. And she's, but, uh, but she's also, she wants to win this lawsuit. She wants to win this case. She wants mm-hmm. to get a conviction. Right. That's not only that her job, but it's going to get her, you know, it's going to make her look good. She's going to run off of that. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, forget the facts. That, forget yeah, forget the search for, for truth and justice. Right, absolutely. And that's, that's terrifying. But unfortunately, that happens with a lot of prosecutors, and we're just being yeah. served, especially right. here. Right. Uh, well, you know, so she's just trying to get that jury because she wants to have her inner city trial with an all black jury because I think she's got a better chance of mm-hmm. getting a conviction against mm-hmm. the cops that way. Yeah. Hey, control the message and you control minds. Um, I want to take I want to go to the phones because we've got a special caller on the line. Assemblyman Rocky Chavez is on the line, actually. And thank you, Rocky, for calling in. You've been really working with a friend of mine in, in uh, regarding uh, the forced vaccinations on citizens and this is a story that has just really got a lot of people really upset rocky thank you for calling in the andrea k show tonight 
Andrea, and really thank you for taking my call. This is such an important issue. It goes down to the freedoms of a family being mm -hmm. able to make decisions for their own children. And uh, there's no compelling reason that was ever discussed in this one bill on vaccines. So as I tell people, this is not about vaccines or safety within the community because, you know, many of the people there believe in vaccines actually have their children vaccinated. It's an issue of government telling us what to do, and that's where the problem is. Right, and, you know, there's just so many areas of our lives, Rocky, to where it seems as that we've got government coming in and telling us what what we're supposed to be driving, what we're supposed to be eating, you know, how much water we're supposed to be using. And, you know, I'm all, you know I can put up with, I don't have any kids, but, you know, I can put up with the government getting a little too much in, in, into my world, maybe, you know, mandating an increased minimum wage. I mean, maybe some, but you get into telling people what they can medit what forcing them medically to do stuff to their children and you know somebody posted a question the other day to me was that hey if vaccinations work so great why would anybody who's got a vaccinated child need to feel threatened by a child that hasn't been vaccinated so even and i thought boy that's a great point because it doesn't even make sense medically and scientifically to try to force parents uh, to vaccinate. It's just about tyranny and it's about government control. And and my question for you tonight is, where does this bill, I think it's SB 277, where does it stand right now? Right now, SB 277 went on the hearing that we had on the Wednesday. Uh, it was clearly um, not well thought out in the discussion that I asked Dr. Ban on earlier. He had signed on for bill in, in the early April that he voted on to allow homeless children to go to school without having any immunization records. And I'd asked him, I said, well, what's your logic behind that? And he said, well, you know, he wanted children to go to school. It's a constitutional right, and immunizations, you know, can be dealt with at a later time. The primacy is education. And I told him, I actually agree with you. I think education is a constitutional right. It's very important for people. So I said, so now your bill excludes people to have an education unless they have the immunization records. So it seems to be exact opposite argument what was right. his thought process then which he couldn't explain he stuttered over it and uh then i came back to him and i said we had originally had a bill called 2109 on the 12 cycle that went through that went in effect in september 2014 which required parents who decided to take a personal belief exemption which is what the law says to have them educated on the on the challenges of, of immunization and vaccines the good and the bad and what we found out through that education, many of the parents decided to have the child, children vaccinated. So we actually were solving what we thought would be a problem. And then I showed them, I said, well, actually, the California Department of Health and Human Services had just brought out a report that our children are being vaccinated at a 93% level, which deals with what they call a community immunity, kind of the slang word is herd immunity, that if you have enough people vaccinated, it stops an epidemic. And I said, so even California uh, reports that we meet, met this. So before you, what is the compelling need that government has to force this upon parents who chose not to either for medical reasons or religious reasons or just their belief and fear from vaccines because maybe they had a problem with another child? And, they, and there is some relationship as far as your genetic makeup and how vaccines work. So I said, why would we force that upon a family who had a very bad experience in this when there was no social good for society? 
and he couldn't answer it. Yeah, in so fact, I, friends of mine had a, had a son who had um, ended up with, I can't remember the name of the, it might have been Graves' disease. I can't remember the name of the severe, you know, his genetic makeup is he can't he can't have vaccinations. So, you know. This is a big issue, and the only way we're going to be able to stop it, it they, they took a verbal amendment. It's going to be dealt with and hid behind the doors, which I said I have a problem with that. Such obviously we had over 1,500 people there. I said, we, you know, this is a big issue in our state. We got to slow this down in full disclosure, allowed, allowed all these parents to see what the amendments were and the impact upon the children. Mm-hmm. But they decided not to do it. They passed it, and they're going to go through, and they're going to put it on the floor. Uh, so having dealt with this uh, pr- previous issue like this two years ago when they had a non-citizen jury bill that passed the assembly floor, I took that on and basically went to the press, got on radio shows like I'm with you, and actually debated the maker of the bill, Assemblymember Lukowski. And we did about three TV shows, about 15 radio shows. We made such a stink around the state on it, we were able to actually have the governor veto the non-citizen jury bill. And I think this bill is going to be the same way. So we need people like you, Andrea, to get out, let us get on the radio shows, let's talk about it, make it a, a heated issue, not just here in San Diego, but in San Francisco and San Joaquin Valley and all around the state. And let people know that uh, their individual rights, the rights of a mother, what's more sacred than that, a mother's decision for a child, is being taken over by the government for no stated public good. Is there a rally tomorrow that people need to know about that maybe if they want to get out there and help support this, what, what can they do? Yes, we have a rally tomorrow at 10 a.m. at Oceanside uh, City Hall. Um, right now, there's hundreds of people showing up. And we're going to try to actually uh, do these all over the state. I have never seen so many uh, fired-up mothers. <laughs> they were all over the place. You go to my Facebook, you see pictures of them with strollers and everything. Mm-hmm. And these are people from throughout the state, all the way from Modoc County to you know to Chula Vista, the Bay Area. To all socio. This Valley. crosses all socioeconomic lines, and really, and it and it's not. And this is a bipartisan issue because you get between a mama and her and her little cub. Uh, mama bear and her cub and you got a problem okay it's one thing to try to force you know the the school lunches or whatever and people tell people you know all that that's you know okay you're gonna force kids to eat broccoli at lunch big deal but this is a whole nother matter here and you know so thank you for your work on this um i hope everybody is gonna you know get behind this we've been reporting on this for a while thank you elisa brent for bringing this to my attention love you and thank you rocky for calling in the show tonight appreciate it and keep on carrying the message. I will. This Thanks so much. Our, this is about our freedoms. That's Thank right. You. Thanks. Yeah, and you know what? I'm all about the freedoms here, you know, and <clears throat> it, it, I, as I've said many times on the show, liberalism is all about control. Obamacare was never about any access to care for anybody. It was never about, you know, um, <clears throat> access to medical care or even, even lower cost insurance. It, it was never about getting the uninsured insured. It was all about access to control over people's lives. And you look at Obamacare, you sign up for Obamacare, and they've got access to every bit of your records out there, your Social Security, I mean, your key records. That got me, you know, if you think about that, you look at what happened. Today we find out, last week we reported on this hacking thing for federal government workers. Remember that, Alicia, like 4 million federal workers supposedly uh-huh. had, had, their, um, had their records stolen? Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Well, I said last week that it's always the tip of the iceberg, Alicia. When they tell us it's four million people that with their, you know, hacking, it's it's <laughs> you know, it's always going to be way more than that. And yep. um, so now we find out <clears throat> that uh, every federal employee 
The hackers have personnel data on every federal employee, and that includes the military. That's their most vital information uh, from health insurance, life insurance, pensions, pay history, everything that anybody can use against them is out there. I mean, our poor military. I mean, what else do these poor people have to have to endure? You know, so, you know, we and, and and it also begs the question, liberalism is all about control. It's all about the push for centralized government. But look at the end result. Obamacare is a disaster. We've got all these federal employees that the government's not doing anything to protect them from a cybersecurity standpoint. The government's accusing the Chinese of doing it. Now, the Chinese... Now, every government hacks, you know, in terms of, you know, from an espionage standpoint, but they're saying that this is the Chinese. The Chinese have attempted to hack into every uh, national corporation that we have, Alicia, but the but the private sector has security systems set up that better protect their people. So it doesn't even make sense why we have so many Americans that are pushing for more and more and more government control over our lives when they're just completely blatantly incompetent. Now. I want to shift gears over to another topic because that's still related to the borders. We got the border issue tonight with the economic borders with the TPP. We've got the internet borders security situation issue crisis with our federal government not protecting federal employees' uh, private information, including the military. But it sounds like I got a caller on the line, my buddy Timothy Shea, who's got another border crisis that he wants to talk I about. I have two. I actually have two for you, and the two. first is right along your coastline. You don't realize that you're being invaded by Japan, but you are. If you look at the nuclear the fallout, if you look at the nuclear fallout from the Fukuyashi Daiichi power plant, okay, your whole the whole west coast of California, Oregon, and Washington is under assault. You're seeing beached whales, dead sea lions dead jellyfish all up and down the food chain, the entire Pacific Ocean is being turned into a desert. And nobody's talking about it. In fact, the government is preventing people from talking about it. That's number one. But more seriously is what's going on internally. It's not just our military that are up against it with the hacking and having their Mm -hmm. personnel records released. Right. Police officers now everywhere are afraid to do their jobs. Look what happened in McKinney, Texas. Now, the, now, have, now, connect the dots for me. How is that a border issue? This is a cultural border that the left is creating. They're creating an artificial border, an artificial barrier between black America and the police. Mm. And then they're breaching that border. Right. Okay, That's this is a, a direct point. assault on police and law enforcement across the country. And it's the same exact people. It's not the same type of people. It's the same exact people that led the Ferguson protest, that led the Baltimore protest, that are now in McKinney and are raising trouble. The it's, same Soros-funded leaders. You're right, because the way the way I see it is, we've always had a border between the citizens and the police in, in the form of respect, to where if we were pulled over by a police officer and asked for identification, you know, we were, we were respectful to them, we listened to the police, we showed them respect, we didn't have to, you know, we didn't get any in, into any trouble with the police unless, you know, we created that problem. We had respect for the police. We respected them. They respected us with protect and serve. Now it seems as though they've, the left has breached that border, that firewall by having no respect for the police and viewing them as the enemy. That's, that's how I see that border. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I posted on my Facebook a wonderful video of a professor at Harvard Business School who has a friend who was at HBS for a year on an internship. He was on a sabbatical and he was at HBS. And he asked him at the end of the year what the most significant thing he learned about America was. And this Marxist economist from China said that the most important thing he learned about America was the importance of religion to democracy. And John Adams said that our Constitution is designed wholly for the government of a moral and religious people. It is completely inadequate to the government of any other. And that's why the left first took out religion and took out respect for social institutions, because that's how they're furthering their agenda. If you go back and read the Communist Manifesto, it's all in there, step oh, by yeah. step. Yeah, it's and about the... Rep- and, it, it, and the the reason religion was important to this man was because you can't hire enough police to well, yeah, they, enforce the law. Absolutely. It, you it's, have to have people willing to obey the law of their own accord. Well, yeah, and it, it, there's a couple of reasons why the left wants to remove God from society, one of which is that they want a replacement of, they don't want a separation of church and state. They actually want a replacement of church with state. That's why President Obama was all about the hope and change. Only the federal exactly. government, he said, can do, you know, fill in the blank. Only the federal government can this and this. Put your hope in the federal government. Um, and, you know, and, and, it, and it's counterintuitive, but I think we're saying the same thing here because, you know, this is all about an anti-state. Oh, the state, this is the left telling uh, certain identity groups, particularly the black community. And I'm interviewing Alveda King tomorrow. She's going to be on the show. Finally got her rescheduled. And we're going to talk about um, the issues in the black community. Um, they want they don't want to look at this as a community issue. They want to blame the state. They want to say the state is broken um, and that we just need to. Um, replace the current state with a more Marxist state. Exactly. Here's how badly the border, this border with police has been breached. There is a black internet television show host who's a resident of the HOA in McKinney that is the subject to this this pool party gone amok. Are you talking about Benet Embry? I am. He came out on the side of the police, and now they not only have calls for him to give up his radio show, but he's had death threats. Oh, absolutely. And one of the worst things that he said to the left is he said, look, he said, you know, this is this is just a ruse. Um, this is just to avoid them from looking at the issues within the own within the only black community and trying to blame it on the state. And, you know, exactly. And for his trouble, he's gotten death threats and or being called Uncle Tom, Oreo, sellout, et cetera. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm glad you called and brought up this issue. Um, I'm going to pick this up on, uh, tomorrow with Alveda King and ask her about it. She was just actually in Baltimore the last couple of days viewing the riot area and what's been going on there. And so I'm going to, you know, she's um, <clears throat> she's kind of like Benet Embry in terms of being controversial and not towing necessarily, you know, the black community's line. So I'm going to br- bring this up to her and see if she agrees with you in terms of this border analogy. But I love it. Yeah, Timothy. because the worst thing possible is to create a, a culture in which black people think that they don't need to obey the law because the law are the white police and opposing them. Absolutely. An artificial border. Yeah, absolutely. So and thank we'll you. be listening tomorrow. Thanks, Ann. Yay. Thank you for calling in. Now I want to shift gears in the last few minutes we have, Miss Alicia. Anything you want to add to that discussion, Alicia? Before I shift? No, not really. I mean, it's just... No. 
I think you guys covered it. Well, I know that you, you as a libertarian, are concerned about the growing police state. And so we got to have a balance to where we have respect for the police. We we stop this war on the police, trying to make every policeman out there to be seeming like they're the bad guy. But we also we also have to balance it with not turning around and, you know, suggesting that we need to have an increased police state. Correct. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, Look, I I was raised to respect um, our policemen and to to respect society's roles and to behave in in a socially productive manner. Um, but I, I'm so concerned about the police state at this point. I, I really feel like the, the police have lost touch with our communities. And so, you know, yes, we need to have law-abiding citizenry. I do agree with that. Um, I agree that we have some cultural issues. Um, but I am really concerned about the, the Fourth Amendment not being um, honored by, by the police and this escalating violence between the citizenry and the police. And I think, you know, the more violent we get, the more opposed we get between the citizenry and the police, the worse it's going to get. And it's just going to take us the wrong direction. Yeah. And, you know, the left is all about avoiding any personal responsibility. So there's so many different ways in which their agenda is playing out here in this story. It's about, you know, um, I playing the game of identity politics, convincing, you know, certain groups that they're victims, um, that they're victims of who white America uh, and who is primarily white America, conservatives and Republicans, um, you know, uh, that, you know, that the solution, therefore, is to amass more power to a centralized government. You that, know, that victimhood is about is about pushing the socialist agenda, ultimately, because yeah. who's going to come and save you? It's going to be the government. You're going to give up all of your power, all of your your self-reliance, your self-sovereignty over the government, over to the government. Who's going to make sure that you have, you know, your your right to food and your right to education, your right to medical care, and all of this? They, they take whatever whatever trope they want, whatever excuse they can to get people to give voluntarily power over to the government to the nanny state. Yeah. Um, we didn't have time. We're running out of time. We've got about a minute left, and we didn't have time tonight to get into ISIS and what's going on over there and the fact that we don't have a strategy, according to President Obama, after a year, and he blamed the Pentagon for that, which, you know, is absolutely outrageous. We're going to get into the, to that tomorrow night. I'm also going to get into tomorrow night a little bit of happening on the campaign trail out there. I'm going to have some fun sound bites for you guys, sounds of the campaign trail. Um, and tomorrow night, I'm going to have Alveda King on the show. And I'm also going to have a special in-studio guest for you guys. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5. Friend me on Facebook. That's where you will also find Alicia Dern on Facebook and Twitter. And you all have a great night. Tune in tomorrow night, 9 to 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on AM 1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.